Thank you very much, uh, my sister. Praise the name of the Lord this wonderful morning. I'm thankful to him for the opportunity that has been granted to me to, to minister uh, on this wonderful platform. Uh, Father, Holy One of Israel, we honor you. I ask of your spirit to, to, to help us understand, to help me, Lord, uh, bring out this message the way you desire it. I honor you. I bless you. Rock of my salvation in Jesus' name. Uh, friends, uh, I was given a topic. I was given a theme to share with us. And it comes from Isaiah 62, verse 2. And the nations shall see your righteousness. Uh, maybe I would go a bit further. And all the kings thy glory. And thou shalt be called by the new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Uh, friends, I, uh, when, I, uh, uh, when I said some time apart to, to hear what the Lord was speaking, what the Lord had me to say, when you're in this, again, uh, many of us can attest. When you're in the in the in the in the in the preaching uh, ministry uh, routine, sometimes you might not you might you might not really fail to get what to say. But you see, for 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 a message to 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 carry power. You, you 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 separate yourself and try to get that what that exactly what the Lord will have you say. And uh, I separated some time, and the Lord began sharing with me things that I I I, I, I believe uh, uh, shall come out with clarity. Uh, the Lord will help us in that way. We want to bless Him. Yes. Uh, the theme is the nations shall see your righteousness. And uh, <laughs> I believe the teaching is going to have an interesting turn. Uh, I mean, as a few minutes go, as, 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 as time goes uh, in the message, I think it will become more clear. But I feel like the Lord was wanted me to begin from here just to emphasize that, uh, you know, the thing of righteousness or an issue of righteousness is the issue of the kingdom. And it is very pertinent on the heart of God because the Bible says, and this message and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto the nations, then shall be the coming of the Son of Man. Uh, it is important for us to understand that the Bible says in Romans 14, 17, that the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. The last time I was given an opportunity to speak, I, 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 I believe, uh, not last month, Yana uh, 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 
I spoke from an angle that uh, was talking about sacrifices. And uh, I, I mentioned the sacrifice of righteousness. It is a very pertinent issue in kingdom in, 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 in kingdom operations, in, for lack of a better word. If you're talking about kingdom, Paul assures us that it is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So the part that I've been given to discuss, to, 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 to present this day, is uh, the nations shall see your righteousness. What is this righteousness all about? The Bible, the same Bible you and I read, also talks about at a certain point, the Bible says that your righteousness is like filthy rags. I'm talking about self-righteousness. There is a certain righteousness the Lord is talking about. And what, what is it? What is it? And that's the question that I feel the Lord is, is going to help us to to. to to navigate this wonderful morning. I'll invite us to go to 1 Thessalonians 5.8. 1 Thessalonians 5.8. The nations shall see your righteousness. If you're there, say amen to the glory of God. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 8. That this is Paul again talking to the to, to, to the church in Thessalonica, and he says to them, let me begin from verse six to give it more, 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 uh, more context. Therefore, first Thessalonians 5, verse 6. First Thessalonians chapter 5 from verse 6. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Verse 7, for they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunk are drunken in the night. Verse 8, our focus. Let us who are of the day be sober. I love this. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love. And for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Now you're going to tell me, how does this thing connect up? Please just sit and <laughs> by the grace of God, the Lord is going to help us. Yes, Paul is helping us understand it because I believe, uh, this, uh, I believe that this wonderful platform, I mean, not just I believe, I know for a fact that they are, they, you're Bible readers, you've, you've read about the armor of the Lord. And uh, so, so they put on the armor, yes, they put on the armor of the Lord, uh, the, 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 somewhere in Ephesians. And uh, Paul is very emphatic. He says, put on the breastplate, he calls us the breastplate of righteousness. So he's throwing more light here. The, 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 this portion of the verse is an interesting verse. It, 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 it's, it's, it's going to make sense just in a little while. That this breastplate of righteousness is love and faith, or faith and love. And of course, he goes on to say, for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Now, that could be for another day. But I just wanted to interest you in something. And I maybe I just want to throw it to someone uh, 
on this platform. It might not be for all of us. For the Bible says that these three things abide. Faith, hope, faith, hope, and love. And it says the greatest of them is love. <laughs> I remember listening to a, a, a man of God one time share, and he said it is interesting that uh, <laughs> it is faith, hope, and love. And he says the last thing he mentioned, he says, is the greatest. And uh, in his own opinion, he seemed to suggest that the second greatest, therefore, could be hope. I, I don't want to go into it was his opinion, but uh, maybe if I threw in a scripture that it could make more sense, because the Bible says, now we're talking about faith. What is faith? In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Mm, that is interesting. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, they, they're talking about faith, but they, then they throw in hope. What is that you're hoping? What is that you're hoping? So faith to, be, to, 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 to have salt, there must be a hope. Okay, that was his opinion. Please <laughs> forgive me for indulging you in that kind of yeah, in, uh, 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 taking you in that direction. The issue we are discussing and we're talking about today, we are saying that the nations shall see your righteousness. And I think the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord began helping me understand what is this righteousness all about. And this scripture came up. It's a very interesting scripture because the Bible says that uh, let us uh, let us be of the day who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of righteousness. Many versions also use that, which is faith and love. Now I want you to please. Uh, uh, I want you to picture, even as we are doing this uh, interesting sharing this morning, that at least both men and women have breast. Uh, please, uh, uh, please, uh, uh, just allow me to mention that maybe, <laughs> but I will mention it anyway. Yes, both men and women have breasts. Just to see the, the female species, for example, the female gender, sorry, has uh, has now what you call mammary glands. When they give birth, they are then able to what? To breastfeed. They can produce milk. But both you and the men and the women have breasts. So here the Bible is saying that the breastplate, I want you please to note that the, what does the breastplate protect? Remember this was a part of an armor, but when Paul was mentioning that armor, he named it the breastplate of righteousness. As a matter of fact, uh, if you've done some study on it, it is actually also called the breastplate of judgment somewhere in the Old Testament. But let us go with what Paul is saying, that he's talking about when it comes to righteousness, he describes it actually, actually a part of your armor. One man one time said that every day, why do you have to put on the armor? He asked that every day when you're doing spiritual warfare, when you're praying, you say, I, I, I put on the helmet of the hope of salvation. I put on the breastplate. I put on the sword of the spirit. I, 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 I put on the shield of faith. 
quench every pure death of the enemy, the belt of truth, and my feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Ah, then he said, Why do you have to put it on? Because the question is, When did you remove it? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love this reasoning. Because like, when did you remove the armor of God? It is something that you put on and day by day, you must not remove it. Even when you go to sleep, you must not put it. You don't put it aside and say, now let me go and sleep. Oh, now let me do this. So his question was valid. But when it came, now, sorry, now when it comes to the breast that I mentioned a little bit, at least, at least if you're a human being, you have two. One on your right, one on your left. And the breastplate, oh, now I'm talking about the breast, but it protects, I'm using the word breast because the breastplate, basically it sits around the breast area, praise the name of the Lord. Yeah, but they say, yeah, Paul is helping us understand by the Spirit of God that it is faith and love. And that, it helped me understand, there are two. You have to breast <laughs> faith and love. And you see, a breastplate protects or is an armor. It's a protective gear for the organs. I believe one of the most important organs in the Bible, in the body. One of them is the heart. The heart of the man. Now I'm talking about now physical. <laughs> we are going spiritual. But let me just discuss a little bit, a bit physical because it's going to get very interesting by the grace of God. The heart of your, your heart, when your heart stops, you are gone. Okay? The heart pumps blood to the important, to all the organs of the body. So that is how important it is. Actually, marksmen, the, 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 these people that uh, they are trained military, the, the military men, eh? they are trained. If you are a, a marksman, if you are a, a, a sharpshooter, if you are a what is the other name, a sniper, they are trained to shoot the heart and the head. And no wonder. When Paul begins to emphasize a little bit about the day of the Lord in the times that we are coming, we are in right now, he says, let us put on, putting on, putting on, putting on. He, said that he doesn't even say put on. He says putting on. It, it, it must be continuous. It must not go off. But the Bible says put on the breastplate of faith and love. The breastplate of faith and love. What an, uh, I'm using the word breastplate, sorry, um, uh, breastplate, uh, <laughs> the breastplate of righteousness, which is faith and love. Most pastors, I think, can express it that way. Yes. And then the helmet of the hope of salvation. Those three things, as you realize when you read the scriptures, you get to realize that those things are important. When the enemy, as a warrior, you must watch what goes through your mental capacities and what goes through your heart. Those three, those two, uh, let me say three. Okay, let me say two. Your heart and your mind are very key in operation in, in in operating 
Okay? And any operating in the kingdom, and any trained sniper is trained that if you want to shoot a man down, you, you to kill him or do anything, you do not shoot the legs. <laughs> He's going to live. If the stomach, one can shoot you the stomach and you can survive, but not the heart and not the head. Once they hit through right in the middle of the head, you are gone. Here is my point I'm trying to try. That Paul sees it so right that the breastplate of righteousness, which is faith and love, now he's describing what this righteousness is all about. What is righteousness? Because of what Tim is saying, that nations shall see your righteousness. What is it? Is it getting money and giving to the poor? Maybe, but very least on the it is one on the she's not on the top of the list. <laughs> not on the top of the list. As a matter of fact, there are people who do not know God who are giving to the who are giving out. So does that make them righteous? That might be self-righteousness, which uh, Paul himself says that the the self-righteousness is like filthy right. Your righteousness, your first self-righteousness is like filthy rags. So, in the next few minutes, uh, please allow me to talk about those two, just like you have two breasts, both the male gender and the female gender is describing faith and love. Those two things. Faith and love. He zeroes it down. He helps us understand, according to First Thessalonians five eight, that this righteousness. And I mean, what I'm saying is, maybe I may not have all the time in this world to 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 break this down more. But I'm trying to say that the breastplate of righteousness, or what we call what what is this righteousness? A Christian man, a person, uh, the, the nations of the world must see of a Christian man. What is this righteousness? Now he's helping us understand it is faith and love. Faith and love. Faith and love. And it is interesting that those two people just again, as you have two breasts, they operate in, 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 in tandem, one after the other. They, 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 the way they, 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 they work hand in hand. I said before, and the question would be, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith. 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 But I'm saying it is faith, it's a mathematician, and love. Faith and love. What is faith? Again, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Without faith, you can't please God. The Bible actually says that a just shall live by faith. It is so essential in your Christian work. But listen to me, friend. The other, it is the love and faith. Love, sorry, faith and love. I have described 
to do what faith is. And without it, you can't please God. And without it, we get sinners. And without it, people are delivered. And without it, uh, and we, sorry, uh, we, 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 we eat, sorry, 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 with faith, people are healed. With faith, people are delivered. Nations are, are set on course. By faith, you stand in faith. But I want to take it to another level. It is called faith and love. We are introspecting, friends, ladies and gentlemen, servants of the Most High. We are introspecting. What are these Gentiles, what are these nations looking at from you? What is this righteousness? We are breaking it down according to 1 Thessalonians 5.8. Faith and love. Faith and love. So I want to talk about love just for a minute. What is love? Well, <clears throat> I'll first say what it is not, because many times we have mistaken many things for love. But when you when you read First Corinthians chapter thirteen, you realize that <laughs> that that, that uh, he begins by what faith is not, sorry, what love is not, and he says, though I speak in tongues of men and of angels, and have not love. I am like a sounding brass. And he says, though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, I want to note that. Though I have all faith. So faith is not a standalone. It is not a standalone. And I don't know, I bless the Lord for, 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 for the revelation the Lord revealed through Paul. It's not a standalone. Your faith is not a standalone. He says, though if you have all the faith so that you could remove the mountain, but you do not have charity, that you don't have love, you are nothing. He continues to say, and though you bestow all your goods to the poor, I love that, and you give your body to be burned, and you do not have charity, meaning you can give to the poor. But you don't have love. So what is love? Is it giving then to the poor? No. Because it says, even if you give to the poor. And it even says, even if you give my body. Even though I give my body. Can you imagine? You give your body. you like, ah, may my body be burned. But I do not have charity. Meaning I can even give my body to be burned. But I don't have love. It profits me nothing. I think the point I'm trying to drive home, ladies and gentlemen, servants of the Most High, I'm trying to say that faith, it is faith and love. As this, as, as you're trying to understand what this righteousness is all about, what nations shall see of us? This righteousness, what is it all about? We are trying to understand that it is faith and love. And you're going to see how it's going to play up in the next few minutes. Eh? In the next few minutes, how I have two biblical accounts that are going to help us even draw this thing more beautifully out, come out more, more, more clearly. But before I go to the two characters that are going to help us, I, I, I just want to emphasize that uh, Galatians 5 6, uh, Galatians 5 6, if you are there, the Bible says, For faith worketh by love. <laughs> There are two for faith, Galatians 5, 6, 
forgive me friends, I need to get that scripture just in a minute because I need to read it as from the scripture. Thank you very much. It is here. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. There are two in our local dialect. Happen to be a twin. <laughs> Happen to be a twin. Those days when, uh, when I had just met uh, my, uh, my wife one day, I called her, actually. And uh, I think uh, at some point, she had also, uh, I think, spoken to Sam at some point. She's like, ah, you people have the same intonation. Okay, I will try to just to get introduce just the fact that the, 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 these are twins. Faith is not a standalone. It is faith and love. And our broad aspect, our, our broad picture, we talk about righteousness. And nations shall see your righteousness. Your righteousness. Paul helped us understand that this, this righteousness actually is an armor. Is part of our armor that we must have to protect our important organ, which is the heart. And in the spiritual, a heart is a very, very, very important thing. In the heart, that's where you get you, you, you get your salvation. That's where you get born again from. That is where you you you, you believe from. That's where you. I mean, I cannot overemphasize honestly uh, the importance of the heart. But what protects it? What protects it is with this righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness, which is love and faith. Or oh, let me say faith and love. So please allow me in the next few minutes, go and share with you two biblical accounts. One is two biblical, uh, let me say characters. Uh, one is Abraham, another one is Moses. One is Abraham, another one is Moses. When you read Romans chapter five, Romans chapter five, Romans, when you read Romans chapter five, to be exact, I think it's Romans four, verse five, the Bible, uh, Paul again is speaking to us, and he says, but to him that worketh not, but believes on him that justifies, the ungod- uh, are we together? Yeah, let's wait a little bit, sorry. Um, for Romans chapter 4, verse 3. For what says the scripture? Abraham believed God. Abraham put his faith in God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now, that seems like a very abstract. Uh, when I was a younger, I didn't understand what they really meant. But uh, in the next few minutes, you're going to understand what exactly it means. For Abraham believed God. And it was counted unto him for righteousness. We talked about faith. Again, this thing, righteousness, being broken down to faith and love. Faith and love. You have believed. But we read in First Corinthians 13 and we said, you can have all the faith in this world. And you tell the mountains to go and fall into the sea. But if you do not love love, it's not a, faith is not a standalone. I'm really sorry. I didn't go a little bit further to explain what love is then. What is love? Love 
<laughs> uh, uh, they told us what it's not. But now, what is this? This is what love is. To keep, to obey the voice of God. To obey the commandments of the Lord. And now, when you read uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 3, back to that place, what does the scripture say? For Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. What does it mean? What does it mean? Oh, the scriptures are there to help us understand what they really meant. And if you've been following through, you will now realize, hey, this man believed in God. And when that believing in God, God now said, ah, this one, I've counted righteousness on you. The righteousness of faith, I've counted righteousness on you. I have imputed righteousness on you on the account of your faith. But it's all. Of course, you say the evidence of things hoped for. And, uh, and the, subs the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. Not seen. But this faith we are talking about, friends of God, faith comes. How does it come? By hearing of the word of God. And he of hearing the word. Uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, please allow me in the next one minute, explain to you what hearing is all about. Because many times when we say hearing, what is it? According to the Jewish mind, according to, yes, to the Jewish mind, when it is, hear ye Israel. Is it, uh, to the to the to, to the Bible scholars, it is called the, the, the Shama. Hear ye Israel. That does not just mean to just put your ears and listen. No, it is to listen and do. Those two things are called obedience. Listen and do. Oh, you would even just say to obey and to obey is. You, you, you're not just listening, you've obeyed the command. You've got someone says, sit down. You've not just had it, you are going to sit down. I hope I'm not <laughs> losing you here. <laughs> We're talking about let the nation shall see thy righteousness. You, 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 your, your, your righteousness. And it can, it, it can be tangible, it can be seen. By these two brethren that are represented, for example, by your two priests. One is faith, another is love. Faith comes. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's talk about love. What is it? Love is obeying. That's what you're hearing as hearing. When the Bible says hearing the voice of God, it is actually obedience. Obedience, obedience to the word of God. Yes, according to the scriptures, I think I, I need to read there. Before uh, we bring this plane to the land. Okay. Please go with me to John chapter 14. Quickly, and verse 15. John chapter 14, verse 15, and I'll be there quickly. And if you love me, keep my commandments. That is love. That is love. 
And we are saying love is operating with faith. Faith works by love. Faith is not a standalone. Yes, you can give your body to be burned. You can give all the arms in this world. But if you do not have love, what is that love? <laughs> what is that love? What is that love? The love is keeping the commandments of God. Obeying the commandments of God. I hope I'm clear to that extent. Verse 21, uh, John chapter 14, verse 15. And let me go read also verse uh, 21. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved by my father. Amen. Uh, I'll give you another scripture to, 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 to just uh, first John, first John chapter five, if I remember well, verse two, first John chapter five, verse two, if you dare say, I mean, uh, sorry, the flickering pages, uh, they might not be doing well for your ears, uh, I beg your pardon, okay. First John chapter 5, I am there, friends of God. First John chapter 5, what is this love? Because we talked about faith. You can use faith to, to, to get your healing. You, get the, you use faith to, 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 you can have anything as long as you believe in God by faith. But friends, Faith is not a standalone. Faith also comes with love. First John chapter 5, verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, you're going to permit me to talk about these two characters in brief. In brief, by the grace of God, the two, the two biblical, uh, 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 the, the two Bible uh, uh, characters, one is Abraham and another is Moses. You're going to realize that one had success, a success rate of about, uh, let me say, 99, if not 100%, because actually he became then a father of men, you and I. Amen. 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 And the other, Samuel was right, right at the dot as I was about to finish his, his work. Something happened. And that's what I want to discuss. Look, nations shall see your righteousness. What is this righteousness? Faith and love. Please go with me to 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 Genesis chapter 22. I think that will come next into all the various tests this wonderful man, Abraham, went through. And I have a scenario on my heart, which is a very interesting scenario. I see many men on this platform. And it is interesting to note. Can you imagine coming back? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm talking about married men. You, you have a wife at home. And you come back at home and you're telling, this, you're telling your spouse that, <laughs> Pack up your bags. We are leaving. And she asks, oh, women ask, they ask you, where are we going? 
and you tell them, we go to a place where the Lord will show me. Imagine, this man has been an idolater. <laughs> he served the moon god, the sun god. He, 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 this Abraham has been in idolatry. So he's tested quite a number of gods. I think he's met this god. He's like, oh, this god is different. And I feel like I need to follow him. He has told me that I leave my father's house. Come, let us go. <laughs> if it was in this age, I don't know whether there are very few women who would accept that. I don't know whether there are very few women who would accept to follow the patriarch in that direction or to follow you and I. We are saying, we are moving out. We are going where? <laughs> it's like where the Lord will show me, you would become a little bit jittery. But friends of God, listen to me. Abraham, no wonder the Bible says in Isaiah 51, verse 2, that look unto Abraham. Look unto. Oh, I need to read it because it is important for us. Even if I don't say many other things, this is important for us to know. And the context is Isaiah 51, verse 1. Hearken to me, you that follow after righteousness, okay? You that seek the Lord, look unto the rock where you were hewn, and to the wall of the pit where you were digged. Verse 2, look unto Abraham, your father, and to Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. Friends, that's just what we people tell When the Bible tells us that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. It was not a simple thing. It was a simple thing. So the Genesis 22 uh, account is towards the end of the, of, of, towards the end, uh, I don't know, one of the, uh, because after that testing, after that obedience for that matter, you realize that God begins speaking things in the life of Abraham, and uh, you, you and I are here because of that obedience. So listen to me, friends. Uh, uh, 22, I'm almost there, and I'm almost done. Just bear with me in a minute. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes. Genesis chapter 22, uh, verse 18. Uh, am I there? It's a place that talks about his. Uh, I'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, I'll be there. I'll be there. Okay. But let's read verse 17. Uh, I've got my scriptures a little bit mixed up. However, we must continue and finish like this. Yes. Uh, if you're following with me, please, uh, let us go to Genesis chapter 26. I think verse 5. Uh-huh. Verse 5. And because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge and my commandments and my statutes and my laws. Okay? It comes from the blessing. The blessing says, I will make thy seed multiply as the stars of heaven, and I'll give you unto the seed of all these countries, of all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations be of the earth be blessed. Because you obeyed my voice. Here is what I've been trying to say. 
that when Abraham believed, had faith in God, what happened? He obeyed. Friends, there are many of us who are believers, but we're not in obedience. Many of us are believing, but we're not in obedience. And what are we obeying? We obey the voice of the Lord. What is the voice of the Lord? In very short terms, the voice of the Lord, first and foremost, if you have the Bible with you, you have the voice of the Lord. And if you take time to read it daily, you have the voice of the Lord. Two, the Lord has gifted us with leaders, spiritual leaders. Our dear provost, our dear assistant provost, and all the clergy, wonderful clergy. We have the various platforms. You have time to tune in and listen in to what the Lord is saying. And then just listening in. But what are they saying? What are they, whatever they are communicating by the grace of God, are you willing to obey? Because it's one thing having faith, but it's another thing to have love. And what is love? To obey the voice of God. So we see Abraham, when he believed God, had his faith in God, it was counted to him for righteousness. Why? Because the element of obedience was added on, was in the mix. He obeyed. He obeyed. And finally, the other person was Moses. Moses realized for him his story maybe did not end the way we expected it to end really because what happened? The Lord told him to do something and he did not obey. Simple, simple. It looks a bit complicated, yet not very complicated. The Lord told him, speak to the rock after the children of Israel had murmured, give us what to drink. In Numbers chapter 20, because of time, you will read there. And Moses, with, with his brother, this is what he said. <laughs> he gathered the people and said, you rebels must we fetch water out for you. And Moses lifted up his hand and hit the rock. And when the Lord came to speak to him in verse 12, and the Lord spoke to Moses and said, because you believed me not. Why is this a belief? Because belief does not stand alone. Faith does not stand alone. You must obey. You must obey. Friends, we are in a time where many of us are believers, but we are not in obedience. And that only shortcuts our journey. It is somewhere in Jeremiah 7, uh, 23, the Bible says, instead of going forward, they went backwards. So, if the nations of the world must look at our righteousness, what are those two elements they must look at? They must look at our faith in God and our love for God. And for them, of course. But our love for God, what is it? Is it giving to the poor? No, we said it is not. You can even give your body to be burned, but it is not love. What is love? To obey the commandment of God. That is love. Here, this is the love of God that we keep, that we obey what he's commanded. So I'm finishing by saying that this wonderful Abraham, right before Moses, because Moses never came with the law, the Bible is saying that this Abraham in Genesis 26 verse 5, that be, he obeyed. I blessed him. I made him the father of many because he 
obeyed. Because he obeyed. Because he obeyed. And that obedience, we've said, we've said that obedience is represents those two words called hearing the voice of God. It is not just hearing. You hear and you do. You listen and you do. And friends, the Lord is speaking to you and I today, 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 if you will hear his voice. Had it not your heart. He does not say today when you hear. Most of us are when we are here. When is an aspect of time. But he says today, if you will hear his heart, your, his voice, had it not your heart. So the Lord is speaking to us finally and saying from the bottom of my heart that, uh, uh, and the Lord, sorry, the Lord is speaking to us and he's saying that please, please, the nations of the world will see your righteousness. That is represented by your faith in God and your love for him. Your faith in him and your love for him. Your love for him. Your love is to keep, is to do his commandments. Your is to do his commandments. What he says. Can you imagine Abraham before the law was written for us, can you imagine this guy's spell? But before Moses, God had statutes, God had commandment. <laughs> eh? 26, I must finish from here. 26, 5. Abraham obeyed the voice, he kept my charge, he kept my commandments and my statutes and my laws. This verse is generations before Moses. So what is the Lord speaking? Have you obeyed him? Yes, you are a believer. You accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Your belief is in him. But are you willing every day to obey him? That is you. I leave that to you. May the Lord help you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord give you the grace to obey him. Because in that way, your righteousness my, will be fulfilled. Your righteousness in him. Many shall look at that righteousness that you, 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 you have. This is the righteousness of the law per se. No, it is the righteousness of faith. You believe and you act. You believe and you act. And the nations of the world shall come to him. I believe when they see those two components are operating. To God be the glory in the name of Jesus. I hand over. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. We praise the Lord for the message we have received this morning. Hallelujah. Friends, I don't know what is your take home or what is your take home for this morning, for this brand new day from now up to about the entire day up to lunchtime when we shall receive another message. But for me, my take home is faith in God, belief in God, obedience, and working in righteousness. We have all had the message. Yes, we have all had the message. 75 of us have had the message this morning. And so we are going to respond to this message in prayer. We are going to respond to the message in prayer and trust in God that it shall be well according to his will and according to his purpose. Father, this morning, we thank you for the message that you've given us.
Thank you for the reminder about walking in righteousness. Thank you, Lord, for your servant. For your servant, Cyrus, Lord, thank you for having used him to bring such a word in such a season, Lord. When things seem to be confused, when life seems to be falling apart, when we do not understand what is happening in this, our very nation, when a lot is, a, a lot is happening around us, Lord, and you've given us such a message, a message of faith, a message of total trust and total surrender to you, Lord. Thank you for having used him. Thank you for such, a, for such a word for us. This morning, Lord, we don't take it for granted that you've provided for us resources and you've cleared the network to listen in. We bring all the glory and all the honor back to you. And Lord, we have heard your message. Your servant talked about faith. And it is clearly stated in your word in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Yes, Lord, thank you. And still, you still say in your word in Hebrews. And without faith, it is impossible to please you, Lord. Where some of us, where some of us, our faith has been, where our faith has been removed, where we, we, we have not, we have not had faith in you when we are in situations, Lord, we ask for mercy. Forgive us, Lord, where we have trusted our own wisdom, where we have trusted fellow man and not you, where we have not had faith in you, Lord, have mercy on us. Yes, situations may seem to have been so hard on us and our faith may have, may have decreased or may have gone away and instead run to man. Lord, forgive us. We come back to you because your word says, and without faith, it is impossible to please you. And so, Father, as we approach your throne this morning, Lord, we ask that you increase our faith. Increase our faith in you, my master. Increase our faith in you, Lord in everything that we do, in everything that we lay our hands on, even in the meetings that we may be going through, it may be interviews, whatever we are going for this day, my master, increase our faith in you. For your word says, and without faith, it is impossible to please you. My Lord, we come to you. We come to you knowing that it is only you who rewards those who honestly seek you. And so, Lord, this morning, as we approach your throne, as we approach, as even then we hear in from your word, Father, will you increase our faith? Will you increase our faith? And we surrender everything to you. We surrender everything, everything about us, everything within us, everything in our children, in our spouses, in our marriages, my master, in our workplaces, in this nation, Lord. We surrender them to you. We surrender them to you. We totally surrender them to you, my Lord. For in you, we are more than conquerors. In you, my master, we are more than conquerors. We surrender them to you because everything holds together in your name. And Lord, we ask that you will have your way. Friends, Mr. Cyrus talked about belief. He talked about believing and he quoted Abraham. Yes, it was, credited, it was credited to him because he believed God. Yes, and, and, and with Jesus in Mark chapter 9, <clears throat> he says, everything is possible for him who believes. Everything is possible. Everything is possible for him who believes. Yes, there are times you have not believed God. 
There are times where our belief has been has been in the middle there, but he's, our Lord Jesus Christ says everything is possible for him who believes. And Father, that is what your word says. We ask this morning that even then, whatever we may be going through, about to go through, we ask that our belief in you shall only be in you and totally in you and only in you. In whatever circumstance, my master, it's all about you. Increase our faith in you, increase our belief in you, increase our trust in you. Your word in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That is what his word says. That is what your word says, my Lord. And our trust is totally in you. Our faith is totally in you, my master. Our hope is totally in you, not any other, not man, not our bosses. Not anyone, not even the pastors or the preachers or the reverends or the priests, Lord. Our trust is in you because that is what you call us to. You tell us to trust in you. Yes, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Some of us have leaned on our own wisdom. And Lord, we ask for mercy, Lord. Where we have trusted our own wisdom, our own faith. Yes, we are reminded of Paul in Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. For us to live such a life, we have to live a life of total surrender. A life of total surrender to our Lord Jesus Christ. What is it that you're going through this day? We have heard the word. We have heard the word. The word has been preached. The word has been preached. And so what is that that you're going through? What is that that you don't seem to understand? Paul reminds us that he was crucified with Christ and he no longer lives. Everything about him says, it seems to be about him and about Jesus Christ. And so can we live this life, this day, this day totally surrendering to him, totally living it to him in faith, in hope, in trust, in believing, because in him there is fullness of joy. In him, everything holds together. And Lord, that is your word says. Father, we ask that you have your way. You've even reminded us to live in obedience, to live in obedience. And yes, you have reminded us of your word in First John chapter 5. That your commands are not burdensome. Your commands are not burdensome, my master. And so, Lord, we ask that you equip us. Teach us to live in such obedience that you want us to live in. Teach us to live in obedience. Teach us to live in such obedience to you. Lord, somehow we may fall. Somehow we may fall. Somehow we may, the the, the devil may be speaking to us about this or that or that. But remind us that when we live, we live for you and not for anyone. Because the lives we live are to bring glory to your name, my Lord. And so, Lord, we ask. That even then, where we have been disobedient, we ask for mercy. We ask for the blood, that blood that was shed on Calvary to cleanse, to wash away every kind of disobedience, every kind of iniquity, every kind that is not of you that is in our lives. Lord, we ask that you wash it away. 
and we ask for a renewal. We ask for a transformation that only you gives, only you gives, a transformation that only comes from you, that we shall be able to live in obedience to your commands, to your word, to our Lord Jesus Christ, the author and the perfect of our faith, Lord. Help us to live such lives because in you we are more than conquerors. In you there is nothing impossible. You are God of impossibilities. And so, Lord, this day, this morning, Lord, <clears throat> that even as we walk out of wherever we are, we were, some of us are already out there. We ask that you enable us to live lives of righteousness. Yes, Father, we ask that you be not hard in our hearts, but you give us hearts that are as soft as flesh, that we shall live those lives that please you. Yes, that even in our workplaces, as we work, we shall please you. Not man, not our bosses, not our juniors, or not our seniors, that we shall please you. We shall focus, Lord, to pleasing you, Lord. And we ask that let your will be done. Clothe us with humility this day. Clothe us with righteousness. Clothe us, clothe us with garments of praise, my Lord, that nothing will separate us from you. That we shall walk that walk that you want us to. This we pray with thanksgiving through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.